go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Three Questions. I'm your host, Andy Richter, and today I'm talking to Adam Powling. Adam is a comedian, a writer, and an actor, and I really, really love him. He's such a great guy. Adam currently hosts the very funny comedy travel show, 101 Places to Party Before You Die, which you can watch on Max. He will also reprise his role from Sonic the Hedgehog films in the new Paramount Plus animated series, Knuckles. Adam joined me via Zoom in New York City. Here's my conversation with the great Adam Pally. Can't you tell my love? You got a show tonight, right? Yeah. You uh, you're doing a live version of uh, Before You Die with Gabrus yes. and Pally. Yes. Which is a, that it was a re- that's a really funny show. Are you guys still doing it? Do you get to do more of them? Um we I think we're going to get to do more. You know like it was it was one of those things where like every network that it was supposed to be on folded yeah. in the midst of producing it. And yeah, so yeah. it was like it was going to be on HBO Max and then that wasn't a thing anymore. <laughs> and then you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. now it's on this channel and that channel. So it's taken a long time, but I think we are going to get to do it again, but with like a different, uh, we're going to like go to some different places that are, are not necessarily about parting, but uh, I think we're going to get to do it again, knock on wood, hopefully. Oh, good. That's cool. Yeah. And then we started doing this live show just because um, it was out of out of sheer, like we have to do something. We can't like just not, I felt a real sense, we think we both did of like, what 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 if this is it? <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like, what if there's nothing else and we have to do something, you know? Yeah. Well, now, I, but I mean, your show, the, the, your show is a travel show. Yeah. So are you showing, cl- are you showing clips? Are you? No, we, we, we've been, um, our, we, our, we've been shooting content in the cities that we get to beforehand and editing oh, I it. See. And so it's like kind of doing a live version of the actual show. And then we have, um, local, uh, vendors come and we like um try the food and give it out to the audience and we have um, oh that's fun it's really a fun time it's wow. it's it's really fun it's it's chaotic and it's 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 fun it has that f- the feeling of like one of those like late night uh ucb shows where you're like you're just throwing it together and giving it everything committing to it but right. it's chaotic right. well that's great i because when i because when you guys' show came out i was like fucking so envious like god damn it it was the travel and party with a friend yeah and i and i'm too old to do like now well so were we we found i mean we we again like we pitched that show uh like five years ago 
and it yeah. took it took all that Hollywood machination of like yeah, yeah, yeah. getting it going. So we were like in our mid thirties when we pitched the show, and we were in our early forties when we shot the first season. And it was like that's a that's a miles those oh, those ages are miles difference. away from each huge other. Huge difference, yeah. And you add in like being on blood pressure medicine, and then <laughs> it's for real, like things yeah, change. The shooting schedules, <laughs> everything is like different now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it, we found that we were too old too, but we were like, again, we were just like when we pitched the show, we we were like, we want to do a version of of the trip for dumb Americans, pretty much yeah. for like basic Americans. And uh, and then we got to do it and we realized that that what Americans would do in that situation is what we did, which is like overeat and over over drink. <laughs> oh, you would have loved it. Andy, first of all, you would have been great. You season two, knock on wood, we will. I promise we will have you on. But you. you oh, I would. I would have loved be there it in a minute. You would have loved it, too, because it's like it's it, it's like um, improv camp. Yeah. You know, it's like. And so you like our producer, uh, we only had one writer and producer because the crew's so small, uh, who's Justin Tyler, who worked on Jesus Amaro and was on John and I's first improv team. Mm-hmm. And like it was truly it truly felt like those times where you're like you would roll into a city, you'd have a day to like walk around, then you'd all convene back that afternoon and write. Yeah. And be like, okay what is funny about richmond virginia what you know what did you find what did you find and you do like little writing bits and then the next day you were shooting wow. those bits you know and it was like so it was the most fun comedic on-screen work i've gotten to do because you're just there's no there's nothing between you and what you're putting out you right know? right and it was it was great i mean and it's like improvising on a high wire when you're like you know, touring the Edgar Allan Poe Museum and you're trying right. not to get kicked out, but you're also like playing a character and it's it's so fun. I was just talking because I you know, on on the Conan show, early on, you know, and we're you know, back in nineteen ninety three, mm-hmm. I was the first one who was going out and doing remote pieces. You know, right. Go to Miss America pageant or the <laughs> Super Bowl or Mardi Gras or whatever. Yeah. Because early on the thought around there was that going out into the field with a camera crew and interacting with people was such a David Letterman thing. Mm-hmm. And we did, there was a lot of that's too Letterman-y. Like there yeah, was a lot yeah. of, like we would come up with bits that were, that we thought were funny. And then we'd be like, yeah, but it's really Letterman-y. So we either have to change it. So it's not so Letterman-y or yes. do something else. So they had me do these things until it just, I think mainly Conan thought, saw how fun it was. and Yeah, and Conan was probably like, well, I'd rather be eating food outside of the <laughs> yes, studio. exactly. Um, and we did a bunch together, too. But I do, my mom was, just, I was on the phone with my mom the other day. And she was like, I wish you'd do more of those. And I was like, I was like, first of all, mom, I'm really old. And second of all, <laughs> I'm like, those are so hard. Like it's, They are hard. It's they a are. lot of work and it is like the I I don't know that I've ever felt as much performing stress yes. as going to the Arkansas State Fair and having to come home with 8 to 10 minutes of television comedy. You're completely you're completely uh on it. That yeah. that is one of the stressors. I think again it's like improv camp. Like the fact that the people that I was making it with I've known for 25 years and we're like, you know, when we were 19, we're 
were put on a, a Herald team for Besser to like rip us a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you've been through it. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, like, not Besser. You, I'm I'm older than Besser. So yeah, I, I know you're older never, than Besser. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. got it from you got it from the person that gave it to you and Besser, but I got <laughs> yes, it from yes, Besser. Yes. Well, Besser's <laughs> so, is Matt Besser, who is one of the original UCB members and a, a gr- one of the greatest, hilarious guy. One of my dearest but, friends too. Yeah, but like, he's he sometimes uh he doesn't have a good bedside manner well, when, when it comes and when to you're comedy. Young, yeah, when you're young and you're learning comedy, truly when you're young and you're learning comedy, I, I do think that like it would benefit, like it benefit me a great deal to be told in stark terms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I think, who has time for all this niceness? Don't take no, it personally. We're all yeah. learning how to do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was the first time that I was ever like uh, on a stage would come off and literally be like told like what you're doing is not good. It's bad. <laughs> what you're doing is bad. And, and it maybe and, give it a minute. You know, no, like no, but that's what you'd come around. You'd come around for notes, circle around, and if Besser was yeah, in the house because yeah. he was like in from LA or something, everyone would be like, "Oh my god!" And he'd be like, "I want to talk to you," and you'd be like, "Oh god!" Yeah, and then you know, you'd be told like, "Not bad." Like this is not good. It was never like this is bad. You should quit. It's like I'm just gonna be in very plain terms. This is what you're doing. That why people don't like it. Like yeah, and you could and for me who who like I was never good in school or anything like. It's very simple for someone to say, you know why the audience didn't laugh? It's because you did this. And if you try something else next time, you'll get that laugh. And then you can like in real time do that. It takes that, I think. I mean, but anyway, so those three people were like there with me. And so you felt like as hard as it is, you know, like everything was a bit so there were times where we'd be like, they'd be like, we're going to go indoor skydiving. And I'd be like, the fuck we are. I am not. <laughs> no. Yeah. And they'd be like, yes. And then, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, John would be like, put, put the cameras up. You know what I mean? And then everyone in the van, cameras up. And it's like, I'm not going skydiving. And then you're just improvising. And then it's literally like a scene, right? You're like, yeah, sure. I'm a heightened version of myself. And he's John. And he yeah. wants me to go indoor skydiving. And I'm like, you know, no, I'm like, no, absolutely not. I have a separated shoulder. And he's like, you're lying. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> and were and, you? Uh, no, of course I was lying. I don't know if it was a separated shoulder. I just didn't want to go on that fucking thing. But it's like, and like, <laughs> I love that that's the first one you came up with. Well, yeah, because I'm like, like desperately. Well, I have a separated freak- shoulder. I'm like, I'm not, I can't go in that. He's like, yeah. I've known you for 25 years. You never once mentioned 20 fucking separated <laughs> shoulder. I'm like, I, I, it happened yesterday. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, you're, and then that's the scene. And then you're just, and so it's almost like the show, because it exists in the moments in between the big moments yeah. is a lot easier and a lot more fun. Cause you don't have yeah. to like, like there was maybe one time where I felt the pressure of being like, oh, I have to do this. But the rest of it was like, how do I turn this like weird moment into the scene, you know? Yeah. And then you just, and it was like, I've never, again, like it was the closest thing to being, to doing an ask hat or something. It was like, yeah, yeah. In real time. Right. But, and, but it is true. It is like, you, you know, you said you're a heightened version of yourself, but you are like really being you. Yeah. It's all coming yes. from a place of reality and honesty and you're being, you know, you really don't want to do it. And it's like, no, the, the fact that it that it makes for good content for the show is secondary to, you know, what is really happening. 
A hundred percent. And those and those guidelines, like you mentioned, are built in from knowing from being really sure about like why John works versus me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like those guardrails are already there. Yeah, yeah. Based on on just getting on the plane. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's yeah. gonna be so so that's what was what what made it feel like so easy. I mean, we had we had um some guests on and uh like I remember we were in Hawaii and we had Zach Knighton on from Happy Endings and he was like after we shot the first scene, he was like, Is that it? He was like, That's it, that's all we do is we just like eat tacos. He was like, There's a lot of silence. We just like sometimes we didn't say anything. We're like, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't right. And he didn't realize and then we, the way we cut it was that we're just eating. You know, right, it, right. it became the bit and and it was like kind of freeing in that way. Like you don't have to worry about Yeah. You know, it's going to be funny no matter what. It, and it also kind of makes you feel like you're a magician and you know the trick and someone else is like, wait a minute. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah. The only thing yeah. I'm, I'm good at, I mean, or, and, and I'm not even there, I'm like in the middle of the pack. Like I, <laughs> I, but it's the only thing I've ever been able to do. Yeah. That impresses people. Yeah. You know, is someone be like, oh, you didn't write that? I'm like, nope. They're like, wow. I'm I like, know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, and it feels it's always been weird. Time in your it's life, it's always been like, weird when people <laughs> come, they come to the improv show, and then after the improv show, they go, "Wait a minute, that was improvised." Yeah, that's why it's called a fucking improv show. Yeah. What do you I mean? I think so, you there's know? a certain level of like everybody that goes to a stage show is waiting to be lied to. Yes, right? like you're, that's true. That's true. You're, you're and like, also, well, too, how a lot, there's that? a lot of bullshit improv that's not really fucking improv. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, people you know, that fall back into sketches that they already have prepared and, you know, they're cheaters. Yeah. yeah and it, that goes all the way back into just having like, you know, like I've improvised with people who are just so good at being their version, like their, like we said, heightened version of themselves. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing in the scene or whatever. It's like, they're just going to be that wacky person yeah. who's yeah. now like driving a car and you're like, all right, that's the way it's going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's the way it's going. Now, how do you feel, because it is, you know, you're somebody, and, and, and I mean, and I, I am too, somebody, I can do that kind of stuff, and then I also can get hired as an actor. Yeah, and, you're a great actor, Andy. I, well, I learned you. so much from working with you on Happy Endings. Just about, oh, like, thank you, thank even you. Even just about, I mean, that was one of my, I was, I was such a baby, but, like, just even about, like, how to turn a phrase to, like, you read it off the page, you're like, mm, and then you, you know, like, just stuff like that. I learned a lot from working oh, with thanks. you. thanks. Oh yeah, gosh, great! That's nice. You're so I was, funny. I on was half-assing it. I was really yeah, just. I like, know barely. you told us, but you were so. <laughs> but that's too. That too. That kind of like openness to be. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it was. Um, I, I, I. It was, was a so, fun set. It was a fun oh, was show. You know. Yeah, that was good. That was, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I, I, I've only worked with those those producers and writers because I'm like, oh, I don't really? know what else yeah, is yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of anything else. They're not gonna like me. The things that I remember from that were because I played Casey's long lost gay dad, I think, if yeah. I remember correctly. But so most of my scenes were with Casey and Alicia mm -hmm. and Eliza. Yeah. And they kept wanting to take selfies. And I was always struck because Eliza and Casey would be like, no, let me see it. Let me see it. No, delete, delete. Yeah. And Alicia, who is like the one that's like been the model and everything. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, fuck it. I don't care. Like whichever one yeah. you want to use, you know, like, I don't care. C Cuthbert is like legit a cannot, like she's from the Canadian wilderness. Yes. And right. she, 
she doesn't know she looks like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she'll yeah. say she was like, Oh yeah, I've hunted bear. <laughs> like you've hunted bear. You've yes, gone yes. out looking for them. Yeah, sure. She's like, Yeah, sure. My dad used to take us. Me and yeah, my yeah. little sister. Like your little sister. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, how else uh, are you gonna teach a girl how to catch bear? You know, get yeah, bear like, meat. You don't buy it, bear meat at the grocery store. Yeah. And she walks she even walks like so she's like four foot nothing and walks into her rooms like, excuse me. Yeah, like she's got that kind of like she's been through. She's a child. Also, child actors. I find yep. I don't know if you found this. Most I like working with child actors quite a bit. If I could make a movie, I would cast all previous child actors. <laughs> because and what do you think it is? They're just they have a sort of pros. Blase. They're just like not even the blase. The the blase is like that's for anybody lately because cameras yeah. don't mean anything anymore. So everybody's yeah, yeah. blase. But like a child actor is like they'll come they'll 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 come over to you and be like hey know your lines especially on your coverage i gotta get out of here you know and you're like thank you okay <laughs> yeah. all right i will thank you very much jason bateman like i just like that kind of like you know like yeah, yeah. i like the kind of like look this is a job yeah and i've been doing it since i'm nine yeah because i think sometimes for people like me who broke like almost in their third like really late you know you've romanticized everything in, in yeah. a way so you're like, oh my God, like this is happening and I, and I got to be big in this moment. I got to be big here. And I got to be big there. And like right. a child actor will be like, you know, you're bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop pinching yourself. You're not dreaming. Yeah. yeah we're a, working. Yeah. And clock this is my in, job clock too. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you need that. You need yeah. that to balance it. Otherwise you end up like with your head in the clouds, you know? Yeah. I did a movie. I did the, I, played a uh i guess a, a villain a heavy in the olsen twins first cool studio movie called new york minute awesome which, i know that yeah i've seen that in every walmart i'm still waiting to be canceled for it because the part called for me to be the adopted son of the ruler of you know like the the crime boss of a chinese tong you know like a Yikes. chinese crime family Don't so like where this it, is going <laughs> it well it, it 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 required me to supposedly have mandarin be my first language and oh, to speak oh, with a chinese God. accent oh, so i basically am doing like a charlie chan accent through the whole movie which it was like you know i could look back and and say you know i should have known better but there's so much that you didn't know. You didn't know, like, oh yeah, don't do that. You know, don't, oh. don't, don't do that. That's not right to do that. You want to talk? You, know? you want to talk cancelable film roles? I mean, first of all, happy endings right off the bat, right? That's yeah. like my first role. Yeah, and I, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. It's brave. <laughs> Meanwhile, now people are like. Let's take a look. Like, there's like full articles. Or like, let's take a look back at Max from Happy Endings. Like, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> i have children let's have leave a it mortgage. in the past it's yeah. kind of just a thing uh i had uh cornrows in a movie called dirty grandpa wow yeah that's which right. is now like just that image is enough yeah. like yeah, a yeah. jewish man with cornrows in this mm -hmm. climate uh <laughs> i did i did <laughs> this is i don't even know if this made the light of day do you remember the show that natasha legero had on comedy central that was like about 
um, it was like, like drunk, old, like women in history kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it was like, and Michael Ian Black was in it. It was like great cast. Yeah. I had a guest, a guest spot on that show called uh, the rapist who, <laughs> who oh, misspelled therapist. Yeah. To get like wenches into his chair. And on the day, I remember like being all dressed up for it, doing like a Bill the Butcher accent. And yeah. I remember like rehearsing it and being like, come sit, sit in the rapist's chair. <laughs> and like dead silence, you know? And I remember yeah. being like, are we going to do this? Like, and we did it. We filmed it for like eight hours. And like, that's out, that, that's out there. Yeah, and yeah. And the jokes are like, you know, I didn't write it (laughs) yeah no i know i know i said it i said every joke and was like you know and it was it was just like that feeling of like oh brother (laughs) but i did it it's well and it's like you tell yourself you know this is you know like there's a woman in charge of this show like women signed off on this you know you want to you know it was a rough feeling i mean natasha was like (laughs) i remember (laughs) natasha came over was like what do you think like in the silence of it, you know, yeah, like yeah. after the read. And I was like, I am, um, you know, I'm here for you. I, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like I, to, to work. I don't fire me, but I also, you know, I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my. like there's so much of that. I, I look in my, in my, I mean, even I had dinner with uh, Graf, our mutual friend Graf, uh-huh. the other night. He said he was, he was he was a head writer on Conan. On Conan, his, yes, and the head and writer has, of Happy Endings. Yeah, and uh, and has run numerous shows since then. Yes, and uh, we were having dinner the other night, and uh, he was like, he was like, "Have you watched? <laughs> like, have you watched it ever? You know?" And I was like, "I not really. Like, it's like you know, especially now, like it, syndication is over. You, you're never gonna like catch your old. Sh- you know how like you yeah. would catch Conan at like seven on." On yes comedy central like i would see myself be like oh cool like you know that's gone you don't so i'm like yeah. i don't really watch it i was like do you watch it and he's like my son asked me to go through season two and um there's some stuff i <laughs> i do believe is questionable why are you why are you bringing this to the table I, now <laughs> <laughs> i just thought you'd want to know <laughs> Like you, know, you like there's, you there's career char- ending tape out there of you. <laughs> you were in charge of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, they won't, you know, they won't lay a hand on me. It won't be me that'll do it. There have been people, I'm in Scary Movie 2, oh. and we do uh, a mystical. Like, there, you know, it's like, it's an air exorcist parody. I play uh, the Jason Miller, I think that's his name, the, the young priest. And there's a mm-hmm. part where they're all sitting around, you know, it's like the scene where they're all sitting around playing music. And then she, there's an airline pilot. She comes, you know, Reagan comes to the door and says, you're going to die up there and pees on the floor. So it's that. But what we're singing is, uh, it's, but watch yourself. Shake yourself. Yeah, watch shake yourself. your ass. Yeah, Show shake me what your you're ass, but watch yourself. Yeah, yeah, but sure. And I, and I love Mystical too. And it was. That song's great because the, the rap pattern is like all over the place. Like yes. one verse is like. Yes. And, and I came through the door. But the the (laughs) (laughs) but the the whole point was that it was like all these old corny white people doing it, and like one of the corny white people who says like yeah this is the real shit was a producer on the movie, but and people have like 
I've seen people on the internet like be like, whoa, he says the N word. And it's like, yeah, because Keenan Ivory Wayans hired me to. There's a, a running gag in Happy Endings where I beg Damon to say yeah. the word. Yeah, yeah. Why would I do that? Why? <laughs> why would I want to? Why would I want to say? Why? Why would that be a thing I'm requesting? Why? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it was in multiple episodes. A runner, yeah. if you will. A runner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, writers. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Can't you tell my love's a grow? I just noticed this, Andy. Hold on one second. I want to show you something that I just realized because we're in my office. I don't know if I ever showed this to you. Hold on. All right. He's getting a, a photo off like, the wall. Yeah, this is like the one time you, a, fan, a fan contacted me and was like, I have a, a drawing that I did in school and I'd love to send it to you. And like, usually you're like, eh. <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, sure. But they did. And it's, it's like one of my favorite things. And I have it hanging in my office. Oh, it's you as Fat Batman on Conan. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> and now that's a clip <laughs> that I do go back and watch sometimes. Right. Because you, you and I sitting next to Jeff Garland are, it's one, that was one of the funniest moments of my life. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Because beforehand, you were in my dressing room and uh, they were like, Jeff wants to know if you're going to wear the costume while he's out there. And I remember uh, I was like, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not going to change. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and then they walked back and like, that's one of the best comedic moments of my life is when yeah. you came out there. Well, and that's like, and that's also, you know, Jeff, Jeff tends to pull focus. Let's just say that, you know? Yeah. And I, like, we all knew each other. Like Jeff, Jeff was directing me at the time. So oh, he I was. Felt, yeah, we were, and so I felt like I could, like, you know, like, you know, rib him a little in the yeah, way that yeah. a lot of people can't. Yeah, and it was just like the perfect storm of people who knew Jeff and him going, and it was it was one of the best. Maybe I don't my remember. Favorite. Did he get? Was he kind of like touchy about yeah, it or something? Or he started? No, he started being like, like he started in on it, and then you and I started started back, and then and. 
it was just like, a, I don't want to, maybe I shouldn't talk about some of the stuff that I said, but I was like, you know, I did say that I was working on a biopic of him and that's why I looked like that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, dear. But it was like such oh, a good geez. moment. No, no, but it, it was a good moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff did have a tendency on the show. There was a pattern of the, whatever guest was coming on after Jeff. Yeah would also would be doing an interview with Jeff. Like, with Jeff. you know, like, that yeah, was yeah, why, Jeff, yeah. yeah. And that was Jeff the warning. Would be I got. in on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on in. The water's <laughs> warm. Right. And truly of all those wacky <laughs> things, times I did that, that was my favorite. Yeah. No, I was, and it was always appreciated because when people came on the show and brought like, and you, you know, you just, just to bring a big costume. I mean, sometimes, Sometimes, you know, you take a big swing like that and it might be a whiff, you know, and a, and oh, coming yeah. out in a big costume is a big swing. But then it also is like, it's just a talk show. It's just, yeah. you know, six minutes on a talk I show. I feel like after the first or second time I did it, I talked with Conan about it for a little. and was like, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I was such a, I'm a super fan. Like I, I, I watched every episode of every show. And like when I was at the UCB, I would. I never made it on screen, but I would like get paid four hundred dollars to come and and sit in the lobby in a in like a American flag speedo and hope that I would get like put on, you know, like and like a yeah, super. Yeah, I mean, but le- we told you to put on the speedo. It's not like you just showed up and no, no, yeah, you said yeah, yeah. put on you that speedo that you. Yeah, you said, yeah. do you have a do you have an American flag speedo? And I was like, wearing it. Who uh, doesn't? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Let me just drop off my kid and I'll be right there. Uh, <laughs> but I um. Yeah, like it was like I was a super fan, and I and so when I first got booked, and Groff was my head writer, and I, you know, it was like I felt connected to the show, even though I yeah. wasn't. I felt like yeah, yeah. a delusion of grandeur in a way, and I was, you know, all those times that Paul would come on and Will and and like Conan, it, he had like a twinkle in his eye when they would yeah. do that, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be one of those guys. I yeah. never quite got the same twinkle, but I definitely. I definitely was there. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, there were some moments where Conan would come into my dressing room and I'd be in costume. And he'd be like, oh, God, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was always, I mean, when, you know, was when, great. I, when I saw your name on the schedule, I always knew, like, I always knew there'd be something where there's lots of other people. You see their name on the schedule. And it's like, okay. That'll yeah. Be. And that's what I, I loved. I loved. I loved that. I was like, it's truly if I could make myself like a, a, a greatest hits of my career, like those appearances would be like the top, I think like funny thing I did. Yeah. We, yeah. That, you know, that was a special thing. That, oh God, it was the that greatest. show. There's nothing know. like it anymore either. Like uh late night is so, it's the not, landscape is not, so wild. There's not going to be, there's not going to be, they're just, it's over that it's over. It's over. It just doesn't, it's a different world. There's different. Yeah content I mean, it, there's different everything has its you know. virtue like you know i love the daily show model of news like i think seth does it great right now where you're like getting the news i love that yeah there's nothing like dan- danger i know that sounds weird but like conan was, was like dangerous masturbating bear <laughs> yeah <laughs> you Man. know like there's a bear I, that would masturbate yeah it was just at silly, 12 o'clock though, at know. night on channel four yeah like, i don't yeah. know there's nothing like that 
No, uh, yeah, I knew. No, we were aggressively dumb and silly, you know, and that was, oh my God, and that was even when, even when things started to be super topical, you know, I remember having a conversation with Conan once about it and him saying that A, he didn't care to make that kind of comedy. B, he didn't know how to make that kind of comedy. And yeah. C, he felt like silly was probably more important, like just to the culture and to like make, in terms of, the good that you're doing for society by making people laugh, being silly is a lot more than going like, you know, Donald Trump's an asshole, you know? Like, Oh, I completely agree. I yeah. mean, I look at those, like, you know, especially like the sketches, like to me, the desk sketches or like the, the moment in between uh, the monologue and the first guest, like those moments, that that's like, that's like where I learned how that things weren't that important <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. that's when you do like the channels or you know what i mean like that was the f the funniest thing yeah, satellite ever. tv yeah. yes like yeah, yeah any glazer bit or no the satellite like satellite tv was a bit when people say like what's your favorite bit i mean i always say satellite tv which i didn't even have any part Love of really you know but they it was just we said you know the and for those that don't know the the premise was we have a big satellite dish with lots of channels, which was true. Like there were, there was in Rockefeller Center. Yeah. There's like all these channels that are just basically held open for, you know, Dan rather to report back from Tel Aviv or what, mm. whatever. And mm. sitting in my dressing room, sometimes I could just flip through them, you know, and see like, you know, see like Maria Shriver doing the tops and bottoms of her show which yeah. was, I think, I, I mean, I don't, she wasn't reporting. She just was like, and then like between each take, like really licking her lips to make sure there was no <laughs> lipstick on her the, teeth. The NBC, the Rock of 30 Rock open feed is a wild, it's amazing. <laughs> a wild channel. My, 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 one of my proudest moments and co contribution to that was when I did a remote, I, I went down to Mardi Gras and I taped some pre-taped stuff. And then went back the next weekend and then went back to New York and then came back for actual Fat Tuesday. And we were on a balcony on Bourbon Street. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there's like the whole exchange of beads for nudity. Right. And it's and it's it's, you know, and these days it's it's both male and female. It's you know, right. it's really egalitarian in, in, in that sense. But we had a local cameraman with a long lens who just basically was shooting titty all day long. Yeah. Just everybody mm -hmm. on the street or or dick, you know, like there were yeah. people pulling their dicks out too. But he was like genital long. guy. He was like, I'm getting it. If it's yeah, out, he's I'm like, shooting I'm, it. And we're like, and, and, and I remember at the time being like, you know, we're taking a break. He's like, I'm all right. And he just would keep <laughs> shooting all day. It's coming back to Rockefeller Center. And apparently every channel in the building <laughs> was tuned to our titty feed. <laughs> And somebody saw Tom Brokaw on a treadmill watching the titty feed in the hell, like in the gym. Like, like, like Tom Brokaw, well, I better check in oh. and see what's going on in the world. <laughs> oh, some titty. That's good. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just downshift from six to 3.5. <laughs> I could walk a little. Yeah. I need uh, less incline here so I can really absorb wow. the titty. Look at those areolas. 
Arrows. <laughs> Order some big pancakes. I wonder if he ever had to say areolas on TV. I doubt it. I mean, the only thing would be like, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> oh, founded a ruckus. Founded a hole in the ground. Areolas exposed. <laughs> oh. So anyway, this show, you know, this show, I get research on people and, and I, this, uh, you know, cause this is like a, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you know, look into your past and sort of, yeah. you know, do some, some, what uh, do you got for me? Inter, you know, introspection. His father is an internist who owns his own medical office and his mother managed it. His parents were also lounge singers who performed at resorts in the Catskills and Manhattan nightclubs when he was growing up. That's what? True. Yeah. What? Lounge yeah, singing yeah, doctor I'll prove, parent. I'll prove it to you again. Hold on. All right. He's stepping away. He's taking off all his clothes. No, he, oh, he's not really. Here he comes back. <laughs> it's, it is, it's a That's shot. My parents it's shot. a very 70s shot. Uh, a man who looks kind of like Gary Collins. Yeah, uh, I say he does. Yeah, he has. He. Yeah. I always thought my dad looked like um, Harrison Ford with no lips. <laughs> it looks like Gary Collins holding Suzanne Plachette on his lap. Yes, that's and exactly. Suzanne Plachette's like legs are like extended. Like, yes, exactly. you know, it's very they jazzy. Just, they just did a reading of Pippin. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. my parents were were act when I was born and 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 their whole life my parents were actors and um comedians and uh But also a doctor. Well, no, he he had he was pre-med and quit to pursue uh entertainment and for uh -huh. 10 years uh from like 19 to 29 I guess he was living in New York and with my mother they were married and they were they were a group called Pally and Pal that would uh, <laughs> they would play like um, uh, Yonkers and the Tamament and um, Kutcher's and like all the Catskill like you the know, Catskill Jewish resorts. resorts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then on the weekdays, my dad would play piano at like the Empire Diner or Elaine's or um, uh, Bemelman's. Uh -huh. And that's how he and then and like people would, you know, like the song, like they would put tips in his jar and uh and and i would my grandma would pick me up from school and take me to like wherever he was playing and wait for the day shift to be done because wow. he wasn't good enough to play the night shift and then and they would go on auditions and stuff and then when i was like eight or nine he quit he just like came home one day and was like i want to go back to medical school and my mom was like okay <laughs> and so he finished out he took the last like two years of him acting and, and playing piano while he finished undergrad and then got into the university of chicago and we moved to skokie illinois which is why my accent is so i have the worst hot garbage accent i grew up in <laughs> on the lower east side skokie illinois and livingston new jersey like the worst <laughs> you all not musical musical raise, places yeah you could not raise a child with a more like ear scratching fucking accent <laughs> um, the chicago yeah. one is really i do love hearing it like i i 
uh, Matt Walsh, who's from Chicago, has a charity golf tournament that I played in and I have played in before. And like, he usually pairs me with a relative and like I played, <laughs> I played with his uncle. So I got to hear his uncle all day oh, talking about like, yeah. yeah, I think I went up there in those bushes, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I do love hearing it all day, but I it is like, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it is, it's a rough one. Yeah. It's rough. I know. I sound the like my accent sounds like a mix between like, the announcer from the Yank, like Phil Rizzuto, <laughs> James Gandolfini, and Dennis Farina. <laughs> it's a real symphony of dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I know. But uh, so anyway, so then he went back to medical school and he got into the University of Chicago, which is like really renowned. So we moved yeah, to Chicago. Yeah, school. And he like flourished and became an internist and then um, w- w- did so well that he was offered a practice in New Jersey out of college, out of medical school. So he... We moved to New Jersey where I went to high school and he, uh, while I was in high school, was like a, an internist. Wow. <laughs> and my mom worked in his office. Was yeah, now, cool. okay, two things. One, was that, like, was there a feeling in your house of struggle? Because that yes. sounds, all of that sounds so stressful and so tenuous. Yes. And first no of all, money. I got kids, yeah, I got kids yeah. and, I'm in, and I'm playing daytime TV, you know, play t- daytime yes. piano. And then I'm going to, all right, I, I got to give that up, but it'll be like six years before yeah. I do get to do the before sensible thing. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. isn't it was, like bleeding money. No, 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 no. We, we grew up, I grew up with not a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't like poor, but right. I, you know, uh, Skokie, Illinois at the time was not the like hipster vibe last stop on the L that it is today. It. Oh, uh, is it? I don't even know. I, you know. Oh yeah. Now Skokie's like Williamsburg now. Oh, like, it is. Wow, I yeah. didn't know that. At the time when I lived there, it was like Nazis were walking through. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. It was like, and that was what I mean for someone because I grew up, you know, fifty miles west of Chicago, and Chicago was might as well have been two hundred miles away for as you know scared and white as we all were out in Yorkville. Yeah. But Skokie was just that was the very Jewish suburb where the Nazis yes. wanted to you know, yes. March because March, it was the yeah. most Jewish, the, had the, the most my offensive place there. they could go. Yeah. My parents moved there because similarly Chicago at the time, like my, they didn't know any Jews and they, they had read that Skokie had the largest population of Holocaust survivors. Yeah. So my mother was like, well, we'll be safe there. <laughs> uh, which is like ridiculous, oh. ridiculous thought at the time. But well, anyways, I mean, so. you know, uh, I, I, you know, it's, I see the logic behind it, you know, that yeah. means it's very Jewish. And so like y- you, you know, I always just, I can't, I, I, I wasn't old enough to know the ins and outs of the conversation, but I can only imagine like my father being like, it's, it's far away from the hospital. And my mother being like, no, but it's, we'll, we'll be safe there. It's the only yeah. place in Chicago where Jews will be safe. And I just like, oh, all right. And then uh, they pack right. up and move. Yeah. And the next day it's like, the Nazis are marching through Skokie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my mother yeah. must have been like, "Whoops!" As they, uh, but as they say in Blue and uh, Blues Brothers, "Fucking Illinois Nazis!" You know, <laughs> yeah. there is a large contingent of Illinois. There's a Nazis. lot of there's in the Midwest. You know, it's worse like up in Michigan. Michigan's got, oh yeah, Michigan's like we got militias. Yeah, Michigan's like, like Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, it's a Tennessee of the North. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, but, uh, Michigan. The Gray Hills. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a struggle. A lot of the, my childhood was a struggle, but the weird thing is like my sisters who are younger than me, 
they don't they didn't have they don't know from that they're like yeah my dad's a doctor yeah yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah like it's just a different thing but i i think looking back on it now it's like i think it's really amazing that and it showed me especially that you can you're never too old like you can change you can do whatever you want right it doesn't right. matter you know as long as you want to do what you're doing was there ever because the, the when I said there's two things like there was there a sense of struggle? Was there an air of regret or, you know, like Mm-mm. there? No, there wasn't. It was he no, was happy never, to change courses. And, yes. you know, it was an informed decision that he happily made. He. He knew. I mean, I don't want to speak speak for him, but he. Why he not? Knew, He's not here. Yeah, I know. Hey, he won't uh, listen to but this. He will. Yes, he will. Oh, my dad okay. is a a super fan my dad i <laughs> well that's I a, good it's it's a little creepy too he would show up at, i did a broadway show and he would show up for rehearsals oh like he was picking me up that. with a juice box. i'm yeah i'm his dad <laughs> yes i can come in he would and he would and i would walk father. out and he'd be like did you feel like it got better today i was like dad go the fuck home <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great uh, yeah, see, my, but, mom, my mom won't listen to podcasts that I'm on anymore because she says she doesn't like Because when you talk about the family, I don't like it. Oh, like yeah. Well, that's it. hard. I mean, everybody has to be I so know. honest now. Everybody has. You, you cannot not be on it. You have to. Like, people smell it if you're not yeah, talking about yeah. your family, you know. But, I mean, yeah. I, I, I try and place myself, like, how will I feel if in 10 years, my, or, you know, less, my kids are on podcasts talking about, like, ways where I drop the ball parenting and I kind of feel like, nah, you know, I can yeah, handle no, I, it. I mean, yeah. hey, I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a fallible human being, but also I did pretty fucking good. You're, God damn it. You're good. You have good, great kids. You've like, you know, yeah, you're good. They're, you're they're like, okay. Uh, they're better than mine. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, I, I feel the same way. I, I like, I also feel like it's a necessity now. Like the game, it, things have changed. You can't, if you want to be in entertainment, you have to like, there's a baseline of honesty and truth that you have to give to the audience right. or else people are like, I'm not interested. Right. Right. Or you else know? don't give I, interviews. I mean, there's a lot of people, I can understand somebody doing this and not wanting to let, you know, not wanting to let anybody know their personal life. I can understand. Yeah, sure. You know, you're that like division, Gosling. But, yeah. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we're comedians also like, you know, there's a certain level of like to be cynical about something, you need context. And so yeah. like, I feel like people now, especially they need you to say, well, I believe this because this is my situation. And if yeah. you're not, you're just kind of like giving half of a joke or half of an opinion. Right. You know, I, I don't know that that is also I just blacked out. I don't know what I just said, but I, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that, that it was an interesting upbringing and, um, I just the, the show that I was touring was a lot about that this year. I did a, a a one hour that was a lot about my parents, and it was kind of nice to do. Yeah, I I also have here that you did that because you started to develop stage fright. We have big feelings for Fridays. Is it because Fridays also mean free fries at McDonald's? Free McDonald's fries. It's okay if you need a minute. Free Fries Friday. Get free medium fries with any $1 purchase. Valid one time on Friday through 1231 24. Average to spend McDonald's. tax. Must opt into rewards. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my loves are grow? I did. I did. Well, tell five. me about that. How did that happen? And, and how did it manifest? And I mean, I, I, I don't have stage fright, but I definitely don't have the fire to get on stage that I used to or to be in things, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that that, that is natural as well. I, I, I can't like pinpoint a moment when it happened, but I can pinpoint the feeling of like sliding into anxiety over doing what I like to do. Was you it self-doubt? Like, Did you, were you afraid you were going to not be good? No, I think I was afraid. And, and, and like, I, I don't think stage fright is the term. It's almost like stage apathy. Mm. Like I was, I didn't care so much that I couldn't even care to get on stage. Wow. I couldn't even like, and so when I got on stage, I would then fe- have that feeling of like when you took, you know, when you're sitting, when you were a kid and you sat down on a test and you, you didn't study and you're like, there's no way out. You yeah. know, you're just like looking at these questions and you oh, boy, don't do even I. know what that means. Like, you're like, I don't know what that means. And I know that I could have yeah. if I just did the thing, but I didn't. I and still now, have dream. I still have dreams about. Yeah. And that feeling is so being awful. unprepared. I, yeah, that I hate but that feeling. for school, not for, you know, performing so much. No, yeah. And and it was interesting because as someone who spent their whole life learning how to go on stage unprepared. Yeah. The fact that doing that now would make me like cold sweat and 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 like walk off was uh I had to like relearn how to like care in a way. Is it because you didn't was there weren't you not getting anything from doing it anymore? Nothing. I was getting nothing. I was getting nothing. In fact, I was getting negative. I was like angry at the audience. I was my. I was like, it was net. It was a net loss yeah. to perform, you know. And I and it and and that felt bad too because then I then I started to feel this immense like guilt of yeah. like, you know, I don't even want to be doing this, and I'm I'm up here. Why like filling some sort of hole like that? I need them to laugh at me, and I don't know. You, when you when you sit down and go through it what we do is is fairly sweaty and thirsty oh, yeah, and like yeah. you know desperate yeah. and i think that it takes everybody, a lot everybody sit in a dark room and look at me yeah it takes everybody a lot everybody focus on me you know it yeah. takes a lot of joy and 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 fortitude to make that feel communal mm-hmm. and not masturbatory yeah and i think i was maybe in my head about it, but I had just resigned. I had resigned that I had nothing to give, nothing to say, nothing to offer. And I wasn't as good as people thought I was or as the other people that had brought me there. And mm. so I was just kind of, I would go on stage and say nothing. Wow. You know, and it was like, that, and that was really painful. And so I just what, had to stop. Was this, was it just isolated to this area of your life or was it, was there kind of an anhedonia kind of a 
you know, were you at a rough patch in your life? Generally? Uh, yeah, I think I was dealing with, I think I was dealing with, uh, some stuff, you know, um, my mother had passed away. I had had my first child. I was like lonely. I think I was working and not, I was working and then I wasn't working, which yeah. was like really tough. And I, I think that I started to, to like look at it as the enemy or something like it was like that that is the like i hated it i hated yeah lo- the whole thing you know and so i i really i guess i freaked out but yeah. i i um i'm getting better i'm getting a lot i've had a good year that's like good well and yeah. good for you honestly i you know and i know how you know for for how good for you sounds but but seriously then it's great that you that you forced yourself through that because i completely relate there's times when i can be you know there's a person in me that just feels like all of show business is horse shit whenever Mm -hmm. i hear somebody talking earnestly about their passion project i kind of feel like Take it easy. Jesus Christ. You're just talking about a fucking TV show or movie or what, you know, like it's all, it all gets forgotten. It all gets swept, you know, just, which is just, that's just, you know, for me, a, it's, you know, it's, it's all it, the beginning of it is it's depression. It's like just this depression, this sort of lump of shit that I have in me that I carry around all the time. And that, I manage and that, you know, there's all kinds of different things that I've done in order to manage it, but it's still there. There's still like and yeah. I, a lump of shit at, at yeah. somewhere in there. And, and as I, you know, and as I sort of like travel around within my own psyche and my own personality, there's times where I, I walk right through it, you know, like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I'm going, going right through that part of me that thinks like nothing means anything. Life is transitory and short and pointless you know and then i'm like no it isn't it's you know i got i got to make people laugh for a living like that you know like that that's pretty great but so really truly good for you because i still i still struggle with it and i don't like quite frankly like i don't work enough now you know like it since the conan show ended and i mean and granted too like the, the end of the conan show was during covid and, and, it, you know, I didn't, none of us worked that much. We'd show up to Largo and do like, you know, be there for like an hour and a half and then I'll go home, you know? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I think for me, it was also necessity. I felt like, it's funny, I, I started writing the show uh, and getting back on stage during the post-production of 101. Uh-huh. Because while HBO was dissolving, uh, I started to get like really worried that I would have n- nothing, that I would have done nothing. <laughs> like the, the w- like with you, if I would have told you, oh yeah, I sold my next show to HBO three years ago, you'd be like, that's awesome. When does it come out? Now you're like, I don't even know. HBO doesn't exist. Yeah. So it's, it was really weird to be like, well, what if nothing exists? What if? What if the streaming services just all go down? No one has a DVD of anything I've done. Like I feel, I felt almost like worthless. Yeah. In that time, and I was like, I gotta do something that is, 
so I have to I have to do some something. Yeah, you know, and and so and the only thing that I could do was the thing that I was definitely afraid of. Yeah, getting yeah. on stage. So I did it. No, good for you for heading straight at it. I mean, it's it's you know, uh, I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, I should do more of that. I should more. I should head more straight at those things. Cause yeah, but then you know what? It's it's all the same feeling. Like, uh, I I had my last show of the tour in Chicago last week, and. As soon as like I landed, I was you know happy, and then as soon as I got to the theater, I was like, "I why am I doing this? Like this is so I don't want to do this. I want to yeah. go home. Yeah, yeah, and it's cold, and I have to lug a guitar. Now I'm now I'm a music music comedian. I'm traveling with a guitar and an amp and like <laughs> a pedal board. I look like a youth pastor. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. And, and and then you're like, no one's going to show up. No yeah. one's going to show up. And you're looking up the thing and, and you're like, oh my God, there's eight people. There's 10 people. Like, and then it's all those feelings are crippling enough for me that it almost stops me from doing it. So it's like, I, it's the hard, I think it's one of the hardest things ever. Like when I look at a standup who's like, I'm going on a 50 city world tour. I'm like, those guys are good for you. Yeah. Like that's, you got to every night go out there and rev it up like that is hard yeah because I, I i don't have that in me i yeah, get yeah. lost in the world's on we like when someone jangles keys i'm like what we're all gonna die <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you know yeah. like i just like don't have that yeah yeah you i know. you know i you know and that's also too as time goes on too i i never set out to be a live performer like that was never you know i went to film school and i wanted to make movies or television. And that's still what I enjoy doing the most is being part of like a weird little crew of people who are yeah. putting something on film that will eventually get seen. But that's not, you know, why, you know, it's like a barn raising and it's like, okay, yeah, there's going to be happy hogs and chickens living in this barn, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here to put up this barn and then look at it for a minute and go like, okay, that's nice. Well, we did a good job. Come on, everybody. Let's, and then make another Amish barn. dinner. Yeah, and then you go yeah. make another barn somewhere. You yeah, know? I mean that's how that's always how I looked at it. And I, I unfortunately I don't like. Maybe this is now I'm I am showing my like fatalistic, uh, but like I I'm still at the stage now where like I don't know even how to make a barn anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like I wouldn't know where I'm. I make comedy. Like I don't even know if that goes on television. Like. What do what do you do? What do yeah, you, no, I understand. You, you know? It's weird. So it's weird. I'm still in that kind of like figuring out where what I where I where the stuff I want to make belongs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I also that, think, and that's weird. I think it's also it's getting older. Like when you're yeah. young, you know, comedy is such a young person's game for sure, and it is, and it just and it and good, hooray! That's yeah, the way great. it should be. But you do get kind of older and it's, you know, I mean, I, I remember having a conversation with Conan towards the end of the Conan show where I was like, we're grown men in our fifties with children and we're doing bits. Like there was yeah. just something about it sometimes when I would think about it, like, like, yeah, we're doing bits. Like it, it just like what this, we've been doing the same shit we've been doing since we were 23 or whatever, you know? Little bits, just little sort of like, hey, this funny thing happened and let's giggle about it and then move on. 
And if you want to look at it, you know, with a jaundiced eye, it is like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not, a, that's not a thing grownups do. But then on the other hand, there's tons of grownups that are, that are so grateful for us for bits for, you know, that's what there our, are. It's a collection full of offices, bits. full offices that got on for 20 years doing your bits. Yeah. You know, like, like th that, that's the thing that I also, I, I appreciate that you say that. I feel that sometimes too. And I'm like, what, what's it all for? Like, you know, you're like stressing out so much. Like, can I, can I get this picked up? Can I, is this funny? Cause are people going to laugh at this? Like what's yeah. it all, what's it truly all for? And then like, I think of like, even you saying that and you th think of how many offices would do Conan bits, you know what yeah. I mean? Or like, it's like, that was the, the character of Michael Scott doesn't exist without your bits. You know, yeah, kind of. I well, it's I mean, true. I mean, can't say that, but you know, I I think so. I mean, I, my bits too. I mean, you know, think of how many people like people come up to me all the time and quote a line, you know, and you're like, yeah, cool. But in your head, you're like, that wow, that that was a line to me that I read off a small piece of paper. But to them, that's what they say to their friends when they they see their friends. Like, well, here we go. Yeah, it's, it's a like, touchstone. That's, yeah, that's a touchstone in their lives that you did. And that's where, like, you can overvalue comedy as well. That's when, like, people are like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm the joy in people's lives. Yeah, Not yeah, really. yeah. But, but I think there is something to that, you know? I yeah. Think I'd, and I'd much rather be in that pool of comedian than the modern-day philosopher pool of comedian. Yes. Yes, I agree. Like, I, that, agree I, I don't want to be there. Right. I don't. Yeah. I look at that, and I'm like, that is, no, thank you. Yeah. See, that's a, that's the thing too, is that like, I, I wanted, I, you know, I want things to be spontaneous and fun and honest and real. And I want to be optimistic and have an open mind and heart to things. And, and, then, and then I'll watch a clip of like some fucking guy's crowd work. And I'm just like, Oh, oh god. my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I started making a, 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 cause people start doing. Like, I don't, I'm not, the thing I'm doing is like a written show, you know? Yeah. And when people start yelling crowd work to me, it's like, I have to make a disclaimer that's, that's like, I know you've seen crowd work in all your favorite yes, stand-up yes. comics shows. Instagram feeds. In their Instagram feeds. And, and, and there's a reason for that. That's so that they can show you that they're humorous without burning their material. Yes. The problem, the problem with it is that it makes you, the audience, feel like you're an integral part of the show. Yeah. And then I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so do with that what you will. Yeah. And then I go pick up a guitar and play another song. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that is, and you need to do that. Otherwise people will be like, I'm from Spokane. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, like well, it's, go. that's, I think that that's, that's from having a remote control in your hand yeah. and being and able seeing, to seeing the yeah. repetition of crowd work yes like, yes you know i bet there are people that send around mutual friends of ours comics clips that are like you hear that voice that's me you know and yeah that's, you don't want to be that's just that feels low yeah it does <laughs> it's it that, well and to me it feels so like and it's just because i'm not a stand-up and i don't fully understand what it is to be a stand-up and what the appeal to it. Cause there's so much of it that does not appeal to me, which is 
working so hard to say the same thing over and over and over, which just from my upbringing comedically, that was like, that was verboten. You're like, no, you, if you say it once, you can't say it again. You know, it was very macho. My my career, I'm so fortunate in my career because when I I got cast in in a play and it was, and and I, and I, and I did it and it was like changed everything for me. Because I was the same thing. I was like, I won't do anything twice. I won't even like, you know, I wouldn't even do the same bits if yeah, they worked Yeah, you can't be twice. fat Batman twice. Yeah, no, I would never do that. But then when I did this play and I, and literally they, they were like real playwrights and they were, the writer would like leave me, leave me when I would come off stage, even on a show with a great, with like a standing ovation, there would be envelopes on my, in my dressing room of the lines that I shortened or truncated or you know didn't do or changed just changed yeah, a little bit changed a little and that really was like oh, and it was six months and i was like they changed everything because you're like you realize that you are improvising even when you're doing other people's words you just have yeah. or the same words over and over again you just have to like find you find your improvising in there yeah i know that's a weird way to no i know it. i know exactly what you mean because i do it uh when somebody hires me to be in a tv show or a movie i paraphrase yes often and i and i have worked on places where i and i don't it's not like something i do consciously it just kind of happens and then i realize that i did it and then there's some places where they're like okay just yeah let him let him do that and yes and there have been a couple times where it's like other people try to do it and they're like, no, no, oh, yeah. you, you yeah, do the like, words just for Andy, just for yeah, Andy, yeah. Yeah. which, no, no, feels, that, you know, I, it's embarrassing and feels cheating. like, yeah. yeah, but, but then I've been, I've also worked on other things where people are like, no, say the fucking words, the ones that oh, are yeah. written down, you know? Yeah. And I, and I don't like one more or less than the other, but what I learned from the one is that you're still doing, and this is what I tried to do with this, this show. Cause I was, I was running into the same ruts where I was like, I don't want, I just got the laugh. Now I got to change it. And there were some times where I would do a show and then change it. And it would be horrible on the second time. Mm. And I would be like, why did I do that? Like, mm. that's how you practice. It's called practice. Like, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I and think it I might, had to like, and you might do it again and it might be great. Yeah. And I, so I had to learn how to like calm down mm-hmm. in a way and go like, there's value in all of it even if it's not showing them how genius you are, yeah. which I think is also something I do. I mean, I, I know I do it. I, I don't know if it comes from insecurity or, 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 or imposter syndrome or whatever, but I, I do, I am driven a lot to show that I'm, I'm smart. I'm witty. I'm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that is dangerous yeah. on stage. That's a, you're going up there with a loaded gun, you know, right. like you can't, you have to curb that. And I, right. I think that's the thing I've work, been working on the most. Yeah. And also the fact that you're getting up there and an audience is sitting there, they already think that. Like you yeah, don't need they, to prove that to them. They, it, that's sort of a foregone conclusion. You know? Yeah, but how many times have you seen an improv show where you're like, there's one person, you're like, back off. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be that person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. But from doing the play, it changed your perspective on yes. saying, and how, well, how, did you de- how did you deal with st- saying the same thing every night I for would, six months? I, again, I would start to improvise within it. Yeah. Because you, like, I'm not good at memorizing lines, but the way you do a play is you literally just, 
sit in a room and read it over and over Absolutely. and over again until yeah. it's tattooed in the front of your brain. Yeah. And so once I had that, I would start to like be like, oh, you know what? If I if I do this line with a with a bit of a question on the end, it affects the next line. And she's gonna because there's only two people, like she's gonna say it back to me in a way. And then now we're in uncharted territory because now what used to mean this means this. Yeah. And so you're you know you have to do the next line in it, and it became like exciting to me. Yeah. You know, to everyone like, but the playwright. Yeah, who would leave me notes every yeah. day? Be like, don't yeah, do that. Yeah. Don't. And then you're like, oh wow, this is really nuts. But it was it was it was definitely what I needed to to keep my career to to learn how to be an actor. I mean, at that point, I had just done like Happy Endings and Mindy Project, and was basically like a hired gun to come in and like punch up your sea story yeah. on set, you know. Yeah, which is yeah. a great job, an unbelievable, which I would kill for now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you know. Yeah, there's like four of those now. Yeah, you know? and I had two of them and walked yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want the A. Yeah. And they're like, uh, buddy, have yeah, you looked yeah. at your nose in the mirror? You're a sea story guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we've been talking for a while here. I don't want to keep you much longer. So No, uh, this is, I'm so happy to, to Yeah, no, see it's you. great. I mean, honestly, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, we got to do this uh, when there's nothing, no recording doing. So we can. Yeah, I would love, let's get, let's get a dinner yeah. sometime, Andy. I would love Absolutely. to. Absolutely. But then the next, so the next step of this podcast is the, what have you learned part? Ooh. Uh, well, I guess I, well, I sort of skipped over the, where are you going? But I kind of, I get a sense that you what know. you're doing yeah. is you're trying to like get yourself back on track and you did, you, are you still going to do your, it, it's called an intimate evening with Adam Pally. Are you still going to yeah. tour that or? I, I just finished, I did 12 shows in six cities and it was so fun. I wouldn't call it a tour. I would call it like um, uh, a place where a Jew and a guitar are safe in America. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, you know, could, there's fewer and fewer now. Yeah, it was pretty much, I was, I was relegated to New York, Chicago, LA, Miami, Boston, and um, give or take the shows in Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, but but um, I filmed the last one, uh, the last two in New York and Chicago, and so I'm editing them now. And I think I'm gonna make it a movie. I don't. Uh -huh. I think I'm gonna like make it like a like a concert movie. Yeah. And then just from that, because I've been like playing songs, I started writing original songs. So I have a, a bunch of original songs. I think I might make like a little comedy album. Oh wow! You know, uh, is the next step. Um, That's great. Yeah, I just don't know how to do that. So I'm like trying to figure, you know, like it does feel, I, do, I told my dad, I do feel a little bit like a 40 year old going back to medical school. I'm like asking, asking people like, how do you record something? <laughs> right. Oh, I know. I mean, just with podcasts, I, you know, like there's other side podcast stuff that I'm trying to do that. Like I, you know, like I'm not a dummy, but it, so it's like you know, take 40 minutes of podcast and make it 20 minutes. And then it's like, well, that means I have to learn how to edit. edit oh, good. Thing. Yeah. You know? And then, so I have to learn how to edit the thing. Yeah. And that's a whole other, I mean, just, I, I, I don't even know how to get the sound of my guitar into my computer. You know, like <laughs> I, I yeah, am so yeah. behind on all that stuff. Right. Right. But that's also, I think that's also um, like interesting. Yeah. And I think that's good. That is good. 
It is good. And, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I, like I say, I, I sit here listening to you say this and I think there's, you know, like when somebody, when somebody says something that you kind of need to hear yourself personally, cause you could learn from it and maybe copy it a little bit. That's, oh. uh, you know, which always feels like a little twinge and that's what no. I'm feeling right now because I, you know, I have a, I'm newly married. I got a new kid, you know, thank you. Thank you. So I have a lot of stuff going on, you know? Yeah, and, which your is, personal life is yeah, high. which which it's easy to, it's easy to like just let chores and child raising keep you from well, you know, you got these kind of idea, you know, these issues about yourself as a dare I say artist that you mm-hmm. kind of need to resolve, and and the fact that you're doing it is really admirable and. You know, low key brave, I guess. You know, uh, I don't you know. know. I mean, I'm I mean, you're not, Jew, you're not rushing Jew into in Hollywood. A, yeah, but you're not rushing <laughs> into a burning building. But you're also, you're also taking fear and turning it into uh, progress. Well, I mean, to personal what, growth. You know, it feels like something Amy told me when I was like 19. It was like follow. It may, it may she may have even it may have even been her phrase like follow the fear. Does that sound? It sounds like something she told me. Yeah. But like, I feel like you, I was told at a young age, like when you're doing something and you get that feeling where you're like, I'm scared. That's like, then you should be doing that every day. Yeah. Till it's, till you're not scared. And then you got to find something that scares you again. Right. Which is like, I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think this is it for (laughs) like, you will not see me like thrill seeking. No, I know. (laughs) Well, all right. What's, what have you learned? You know, do you, do you, come away from all of this with you know i mean you know the idea i've learned that i've learned that i um i was saying this to gabrus yesterday i've learned this is what i've learned um there are certain people in my life that i wish i talked to more not just in like showbiz uh sentiments and i've learned that you are one of those people oh thank you thank you yeah i wish that that's what i've learned that that you don't have to like wait to get on a podcast to be like Maybe I'll run this by Andy, you know, like Please I think do, that that's, man. I, and I look, I, I value those a lot. Like, you know, I have a lot of the, those people and I don't talk to them enough. I, I know. And I feel boat. like I, I'm, I, my, I guess there's a new year's resolution as we're starting, but I'm going to start to, I really want to start to like cultivate those relationships. Yeah. I've been, I, I, I started that a couple of years ago cause I really sort of got into you know, a dad of older kids and, you know, and, and, you know, and I also too, I, I got divorced. So that was where I, you know, I had to make a lot of changes, you know, when you're married with kids, your life is, you know, your, your agenda is set, you know, like your day is fairly set. You don't have to yeah. really think about it that much, but yeah. then you get out on your own after years of, of you know, decades of kind of having someone else set the agenda. And it's like, I got to figure out what the fuck to do with myself because there's, you know, there's like uh, 16 hours of waking time every day that I got to fill up with something, you know? Yeah. And I, and I did that same thing where I'm like, there are people in my life who, whose time and attention and brains and hearts that I really value. And I don't, and I sit here alone, you know, yeah, doing crosswords no. or watching fucking Netflix or whatever, yeah. and I got it. That's not gonna. Like that's most, not gonna comfort me. Yeah, you said something interesting too. 
about being a dad with it. And I, I don't know why being a dad drives that, but I do. I feel it the most when I'm doing from like three to five on the West Side Highway every yeah. day. Yeah, That's yeah. when I feel it the most. When I'm like, my kids are on their phone, I'm driving them to basketball. And then I drop them at basketball. They don't want me to watch them anymore. Yeah. So then I just like you gotta sit kill time. in the car. Yeah. And I I find myself like I used to have this huge community of comedic geniuses that mm -hmm. would like you had an hour you could be like boop 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 call someone with a voice there'd be a bit and like yeah. that is it's such a part of my life that is that is gone. Yeah. that i want that i that i think that i'm going to try to get back i hope yeah. i can i mean i might have i might have let it go too far but there are some i I know i have people in my life that i can still call and like do yeah. bits with it's I not this I, I mean you know when you think about it like you're a you don't want to be like that old guy in silver lake hanging around you know where all oh the young God. people are like, I don't want to be that guy. No. But it, and, and all the people that I value, too, are kind of in the same boat. Most of them mm -hmm. are parents. Most mm -hmm. of them have a full life. So it is it does get more difficult as you get older. But but not like, you know, like just to make it a point to go have coffee with people, you know, just. Yeah. Like, just let's call someone. Let's take an not hour. Text yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Like, that's that's or, this goddamn Zoom technology it's great yeah, yeah. It's great. i saw a friend in texas who was on my improv team when i was there who had moved to texas for for his wife's job and is now a stay-at-home dad and i hadn't seen him in about three years and he came to my show and i was like you want to do a bit and he was like no no no, no. i just want to see you and i was like that's yeah no one no one just wants to see me <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you know what I, it was like so i was like i forgot that yeah, I forgot yeah. that this this guy is like a deep friend of mine and and doesn't care about getting a right. laugh. He he's moved on from that. He just right. wants to like spend time with me. And yeah. I was like, I gotta. I was like, I gotta check myself there. I gotta yeah. find that again. Yeah, I agree. Well, Adam, thank you so much thank for, you, Andy, uh, for taking all this time. Always. It was great to talk to you. And yep. um, I love you. I owe you so much. And I'm, oh, I'm so I, I love you too. And uh, and let's see what do I, we got. Um, you're starring in the upcoming movie O Horizon with yeah, Maria cool Bakalova. Yeah, Borat's daughter. Oh, Borat. Oh, okay. That's I knew yeah. I knew the name, but I wasn't sure where. It's a fun one. It's funny. It's and uh, and you're also you're going to be doing something with a, a mockumentary series with Steph Curry. Yeah, me and the Happy Endings team. We're That's back awesome. To, yeah, the team's getting back together, but uh, with <laughs> with Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Mr. Throwback, right? Yeah, it's really fun. It's based on um it's based on a true true story about Steph that, that uh um when he was when his father played for the um Charlotte Hornets, his uh -huh. last year he was traded to the Toronto Raptors and it was mid-season and they couldn't couldn't find a, a school to take Seth and Steph to play basketball except for the Salman Schechter Day School of Toronto. <laughs> Really? So yeah. So I'm going to play his long lost uh, the guy who was the point guard when he got there <laughs> <laughs> at Jewish day school. Yeah. Nice, love it. Um, Are you going to be Orthodox? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You find out. You come to find out a lot of things aren't what they seem from <laughs> from my character. But um, 
but it's a blast. I mean, Steph is like, you know, he's one of those guys that it says things that should be on a poster in an Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. And, but they like sound right coming out, right, out of his mouth. Right, like, right. I'll be like, oh, I'm never going to get this part. He's like, if not you, then who? Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, I am going to get this part. <laughs> yeah. He knows. Yeah. He yeah. knows. He's Steph Curry. Yeah. He can you make know, like three pointers from anywhere. That's how he thinks every time he shoots. Yeah. <laughs> not me who. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going in. Who else would have? I don't see anyone else here that shot it. Yeah, yeah. I got the ball. It's going in. It's a great, it's a crazy thing, but it's great. Yeah. Oh, I, so. can't, I can't wait to see it. That sounds It'll great. It'll be fun. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. And I'm going to let all of you go too. All of you listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Adam, thanks for being here and being of you. Of course. And I'll see you soon. Bye. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rich Garcia. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Nick Liao, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, with assistance from Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. And do you have a favorite question you always like to ask people? Let us know in the review section. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Can't you feel it? Ain't it showing? Oh, you must be a-knowing. I've got a big, big love. This has been a Team Coco production. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.